welcome to Spotlight On, your Griffith College alumni podcast. Uh, today we are delighted to welcome Sam Burke, who studied a BA in film and television production with Griffith College. Today's podcast will shine a spotlight on Sam's academic and career achievements to date. Sam currently works for Emerald Comic Productions, a startup freelance film production company. And Sam has recently hit the headlines, uh, winning the best first time film director for Silent Startling at the LA Film Awards, which is a movie about a girl who believes her voice is cursed, I believe. So uh, welcome, Sam, and uh, thank you for, for coming on to the podcast. I hope that thank I. Thank you very uh, much, Matthew. No, my, my pleasure. I hope I uh, surmised the, the film correctly there. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've, you've, you've done your research. This is going to make my job just a little bit easier. It just means I can just kind of talk. <laughs> that's, that's what, we, uh, that's what we, we plan to do. So, so first things first, I guess, um, do you want to kick us off with the, the film? And, and I guess um, we'll start with what prompted you to make uh, Silent Stalling as, as a film in, in the first place? Right, yeah. So um, I'm quite drawn to uh, stories that are a little bit kind of off kilter or a little bit weird. I like the idea of taking uh, a premise that's relatively simple to start with and then putting something kind of strange into it to make it a little bit sort of abnormal. Uh, so I remember I, um, I was playing what, uh, what, can, what I'd call like sort of a um, uh, sort of like a visual novel game at one stage that was called uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, and that was about this, uh, this family who um, uh, were cursed and uh, that kind of just like prompted this idea of like it it it, it just been very interested in that idea, but uh, but then that sort of slowly started to develop into well, what if instead of the uh, an entire lineage being cursed, what if it was just one individual who was cursed with something, and then that then changed into is she actually cursed with this thing, or does she just think that she is? So uh, that sort of. Uh, grew and grew until it eventually turned into uh, what we uh, what we made, which was uh, which was Silent Starling. Very interesting. So, your your inspiration for the for the overall kind of concept came from from a video game, which I guess um, is is something you know some someone from from kind of in their twenties would would maybe take inspiration from, I guess, um, which is a very interesting interesting idea in itself. Um, so, I guess the next major question I'm going to ask is uh, is how hard is it to make an independent uh, short film? Um, well, I mean. We we uh, we made this movie with uh, with with practically no budget. Uh, like a, a, a lot of the money just sort of like came out of our own out of, uh, out of our own pockets, stuff like that. You know, like we. Uh, uh, but uh, the, the at, at the same time, I'm a I'm a big believer in the idea that if you do a lot of um, preparation and you you're aware of everything going in, you troubleshoot everything, you have a plan before you start there's no reason that it should make your job overly difficult. Now, it's still going to be difficult, you know, because, like, you have to deal with, you turn up and all of a sudden a piece of equipment's not working, or you have to wait around for a little while because the angle of the light from the sun isn't just quite right, and the DOP, like, really needs to get this shot. The director really wants this specific thing. Uh, ego clashes on set sometimes. Um, so uh, there, there's, there's, there's always going to be these, like, inherent difficulties that come with making a movie on a big budget you know million euro dollar whatever it is that you're working with type thing it's gonna be even more stressful because you know like of like we've got all this money that we got to work with and all these like different like branches of department that we need to you know keep happy and keep working so that that, that brings on its own sort of like level of stress um 
but me personally, I, 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 I always try and approach the idea of making a film very uh, objectively and with a clear plan. And I think if you do that, you can at, very, at the very least mitigate a lot of the, uh, the stress that might go into it. Um, and if you do that, you'll probably just be making your job like a little bit easier. So difficult, because I think like every bit of work uh, is in some way difficult, but manageable if you approach it in the, in the correct way. Very interesting. Great answer as well. Um, so I guess uh, we'll go into to kind of the writing process. I guess that's probably the next kind of question in, in logical order uh, if we're looking at, at writing films. So I guess, do you have a process? And, and if so, how did you kind of get this project to, to evolve in that writing process? I take a slightly Dan Harmon approach to the way I write, which is that I embrace my laziness. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who can like, uh, the, you know, uh, or, or, or at least not yet. I'm not, I'm not somebody who can sort of like, you know, just toil away all day working on something. I mean, I, I, uh, I take breaks frequently and often. Uh, and if I feel myself that something's not working or if I don't, if I can't get at like the right words to describe how something works, I kind of need to like step away from it for a second and like go do something else. Uh, whether that's like I go give my dad a hand in the garden for a little bit or I uh, I play a game for a little bit or I just like kind of just go for a walk or whatever, it, it, that, 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 that helps kind of like reset my brain so I can uh, then go back to the piece with uh, a a fresher perspective and fill in that bit that I was kind of worried about. I work better under pressure is what I've learned. Uh, I, uh, I, made, I made a promise to myself before the, the, the last year started because I knew that this was the movie that I wanted to make. Uh, and I wanted to have it written like at least first drafted before we started. So I had about um, like half of it written just intermittently over the course of the year. And then I realized that I was going back the next day. So I just sat down and just blasted through the last uh, five pages all in the span of one day and then just made edits and edits and edits as the, uh, the, the first uh, semester went on. And that eventually turned into the, the script that we shot. Um, so yeah, no, 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 no real methodology in what I do. Uh, aside from that, a great uh, sort of like, way for beating out a story that I learned was by one of my lectures at the college, a guy named Gavin Ryan, a very talented um, writer. Uh, he does this approach of before you sit down to write the story, you beat out the entire, uh, the, the entirety of it like it's a book. Uh, so in like a word document or, or something else, you would just say, break it all down into its basic act structure, write down everything that happens so that you have the story already in some way in a physical form and also in your head it's 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 already there for you so you can just it, it, it makes the job a little bit more uh easier for yourself so that it can exist before you start making it great very interesting it's always kind of interesting to see that creative approach that people take and, and the difference in creative approaches that people take when they, they come to writing their their scripts and stories and um, I guess another question I'd love to ask is just from a personal note is how much of the script that you you wrote in the film that you you made or is there kind of a, a chop off kind of that has to happen what you can squeeze in we were constrained a little bit by the uh, the fact that it was um at minimum supposed to be a a 10 minute piece in um oh excuse me in an ideal world i probably would have liked it to have been something more like 15 pages or something like that um but uh you know the we we 
we had a little bit of a constraint. So unfortunately, I, I, I was I was somewhat tight. But for the amount of time that we had, I think I was able to get down the story that I wanted to uh, in those eight pages. Which like it's 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 challenging to you know like make a film you know that concise and still get across everything that you want to say and that you want to have happen. Uh, so so uh, so so in a way, it, uh, it was a massive I guess like boost in confidence because it was like okay, well I got that done in eight minutes. Like ninety minutes should be fine, right? It, it, it's 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 not. <laughs> uh, but but uh, uh, but yeah, no, like the. Uh, the the majority of uh, of what I wanted to do with Silent Starling uh, is in the final film. Uh, so there, there 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 wasn't a case of like, oh, I really like this scene, but you know, if 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 I ran into a problem that was like that, it, rather than than take it out, I just found a way to say the same thing but make it shorter. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. And um, I guess you you filmed this. Whilst you were at Griffith, I was yeah yeah. yeah. Simon Starling was my um, end of year major project. Uh, yeah, uh, everybody right. in yeah yeah, yeah. Every, uh, every, uh, everybody in the course had to uh, had to do their own thing. So our year, we've ended up with five documentaries and five um, short um, short films. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, that 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 was that was mine. I want I want we we wanted to get it done as early as, as we possibly could. So once Christmas was over and I knew the people were back, I was just sort of like, all right, we're just gonna hammer into this and just go for it and get it done. And in hindsight, I'm, I'm very glad that we did it that way because uh, more into the year, like into the end of the, the tail end of January, February, a lot of like kind of storms uh, hit the country and people's films were delayed. So <laughs> we're sitting here with all the footage and now it's just like, all right, now we're just gonna worry about like cutting this thing down and editing it. At least we have everything, you know, we're not worrying about need to go back and get more stuff or anything like that very true and um yeah you, you're definitely right about the storms I'm, i moved over just after christmas and i remember i remember all those storms coming in so uh, yeah that was my welcome to ireland i guess uh, <laughs> on on the on the film i guess uh, if you, you then would have gone through the editing process um which is something that you know putting this podcast together i've, I've had to adapt myself to quite quickly um what's kind of your your take on that editing process and and how how did you kind of stick it all together in in the way that you have well from a personal point of view i i um post production is um not my favorite part of the whole thing i find it frankly very uh very tedious just because of like just because of the amount of of steps that are involved in um doing post-production like on a film between you know like syncing the audio and putting everything together into an organized workflow and having everything together i um i i don't do well with like like busy work if you uh if you know what i mean i i i i, I always feel like i need to go and do something else so what helped me a lot was that i had a um i was put in touch with somebody from the year below us this uh, very talented guy by the name of Lyman scuffins uh who is a a director and an editor in his own right um, and he and I basically worked together on the film. We sat down before um, the second semester and I just told him about the story. I told him what I wanted. I told him what my vision was for the piece. And uh, I essentially met with him uh, about, about three times a week uh, to go over um, the edit of the film. So he would, uh, would take notes from me uh, and edit it with me. Uh, and and we, and we both basically then worked together to uh, to make the film cohesive. You know, it, it's 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 like how um, they say that a, that a director should never edit their own movie because they're too like precious with it. 
it's like, you know, you, 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 know, you, you, you don't want to cut anything out of your baby, you know, like it's, I, I made this, it's mine. I like, like it needs to be perfect, but an outside voice uh, coming in and being able to like really objectively like look at the footage and look at the footage for the first time, you know, cause they weren't there on the, uh, on the actual shoot and kind of be like, this works and this works, but I'm not sure if this really fits. And you kind of need to then take a step back and consider things from their perspective and, you know, really think about if that one shot that looks really sexy actually does work to fit the narrative of the movie that you're trying to make. So yeah, no, having, having, having Iman was a godsend because uh, otherwise I probably would still be editing it and hate myself. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what would happen. Very interesting again. And it's, it's always, I love, I love seeing kind of under the bonnet of the creative process. That's my, yeah, yeah. Seeing, seeing how that works and how you knitted it all together to, to get this, you know, final piece, which is, is fantastic and, and very interesting as well. So um, I guess the next question would probably be, um, what do you think of the process of that creative show and the platform for final year students to be able to show their work? I'm trying to, trying to think now, because like it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. You know what I mean? It's like you, you've, you, you've, you've put so much time and energy into this, uh, this thing for like the last seven, eight months of your life. Uh, so there's always that like fear of uh, you really want it to be good and you really want people to like it, but what if they don't? And I feel like uh, uh, a lot of people who, or everybody who works in film always like kind of subconsciously worries about that in some way. You could be, I, I know people who work in this business who are like uber confident, never doubt themselves. Uh, but even like then it's, a, it, uh, it's always a case of like, you know, will they, won't they? type of thing so having the, the the creative show to be able to you know get a get like a like a test run of what a festival might be like uh is great you know like it's it, it's um it's nice first of all to be able to see it because uh you know like you're you're in the cinema uh, and all of a sudden like like it's being projected there on the screen and it's over and people love it and you're kind of just like sitting there thinking to yourself like yeah like wow you know like i made that like that like that that came out of me and my buddies like working on this uh this 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 thing so that's yeah that's 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 really special you know like it's 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 really nice to be able to do that obviously because of the um uh the backstreet boys tour that we're in at the moment sorry that's 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 a little in joke we we uh uh um we uh we obviously couldn't really do it uh this year uh so i had a little uh impromptu um like get together with my whole crew after I found out that uh, Silent Starling had gone into the, uh, the the Los Angeles Film Awards, and I told everybody bring your movies. So my uh, my, my dad renovated our um, our old garage a couple of years back into like a, a personalized office and stuff. So then I'm like, there's there's this big TV out there and stuff like that. So we all just sat down and had our own little impromptu screening of the films. Uh, and even then, like you know, like it, it was it was it was special because everybody was hanging out and everything else. But it was also because we got to see everybody's hard work pay off you know like like everybody worked so hard on these things and it was it was lovely to see them like feel good knowing that they uh that they finally got shown that's lovely and, that's, uh, yeah, no, answering your question. yeah no it was, it was a, a, an excellent answer so i guess that moves moves us in as you dropped it in there very uh very coolly to the uh the la film awards um how, yeah, how yeah. did that come about and how did you you know go straight for the the juggernaut there in terms of uh, submitting your film well uh it actually happened because uh, i saw somebody else doing it and i thought oh god yeah i i, I should shouldn't i um so uh i um 
I, di I didn't really know like how the whole process thing kind of worked. Uh, my, my, my director of photography on um, Silent Starling, a, a gun and Dennis had, who's like amazingly wonderfully talented. He, uh, he did a film called uh, Rhyme and Poetry. Uh, and he submitted that to the Los Angeles Cinematography Awards. Uh, and I believe it was also selected as a finalist. I'm not sure if the results have been announced yet, uh, but his film definitely is a nominee. Um, and when I saw that he had done that, uh, like it kind of like, goaded me a little bit to be like, like yeah, like I, I, I should, you know, uh, the, like do a bit of research first. I, I spoke to, um, to Grania Humphreys, who was one of my lecturers, who is the curator of the, the Dublin uh, Film Festival. Uh, and we just like had, like had a quick back and forth chat about like you know submitting it and premieres and all that kind of stuff. So uh, the, the the first thing was to go on to um, there's this, there's a website called Film Freeway, which is essentially like the, uh, the 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 main hub for film festivals and for directors to really go and submit their films. Uh, so I basically just went on there and I uh, the, instead of the cinematography awards, I found that there was a Los Angeles Film Awards. I put it in for um, best first time director, and uh, come the beginning of uh, of July, I I got an email from them saying that uh, saying that it had won. Uh, before that, uh, I, I I put it into a few other different things. It's uh, most of the Irish film festivals, um, Cork, uh, the Dublin Film Festival, the Kerry Film Festival. It's it's submitted for them, but we won't, uh, uh, I won't really know until sometime in September. Uh, but we'll wait and see. The, the the email was definitely a, a, a surprise. I think like I think my first reaction was like oh, I, I I walked into the kitchen and my mom was making dinner and it was just like listen whatever you're doing I need you to stop and I need you to come look at something. She's like Jesus what's wrong and I just, I just say nothing just get her to look at the email. That's uh, yeah it's uh, I guess at that point in time as well it's probably probably a weird thing to go through because we were you know at that point still kind of in lockdown and, and you've probably been been at home for for quite a while and almost forgotten that you've you've submitted this thing and then yeah you, you won <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no it is a little strange uh but very cool though you know like it, it, it's 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 another it's another good confidence booster and then it's like you know all right that did well now we can work on making the next thing like even better than that was to you know like really just like keep on the grind and keep pushing forward the career. So have you got uh, the next project lined up? I do indeed. I'm, um, uh, I'm in the middle of, uh, of writing it at the moment. I'm trying to knock out 10 pages a day up until the, uh, the end of the month. So that's a feature script that uh, I can't divulge too much about at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, um, with, with any luck, uh, we'll be aiming to go into pre-production with that come the new year. Uh, and hopefully by the uh, the end of the year, we will be either be in post or we'll have it uh, ready. So that'll wow. be the, um, we've we we we, we kind of came to the uh, to the decision rather than trying to you know do this the slow way rather than you know like say get a job on a film set here and do a little bit of something else there. We thought like why like like why shouldn't we just go straight for the throat and make something you know big scale that people can kind of be like, these guys are like fresh out of, out of college. I mean, they made like two features in the span of, you know, a year. That's, 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 that's pretty impressive. So um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's our kind of, our group's sort of main like philosophy is just, you know, like taking calculated, but, uh, uh, but measured risks is kind of what we, we like to do. So we're thinking of, uh, of, um, I've uh, this this feature script that I've written and another feature script that somebody else who works with us uh, in the company has also written. That's going to be our main things that we go for next year. 
Wow, that's very exciting. And um, and you're going to to produce them and direct them, and it's all going to be in house with with your group. Absolutely, yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll direct one. Uh, my uh, my friend Cameron Johnson, who uh, who also was in the uh, the year with me, uh, is going to uh, direct his own. We'll all work on them together, and uh, that's that's the plan anyway. That's 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 what we're aiming for. It's very exciting. It's uh, it's exciting times, and I guess I suppose for for you then the the kind of last six months may have been kind of a, a blessing in disguise, allowing you some more time to to write and stay at home and think and brew up these these thoughts. Mm. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, we're we're we're, uh, we're we're mostly a bunch of introverts. So like this this whole thing has actually been totally fine for us. You know, like like you know, I I. I do feel a lot for the people who uh, that uh, who are finding this whole thing like incredibly difficult because it is like so uh, hard for some people to not be able to go out and see people and connect with family and all that kind of thing. Uh, for 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 introverted people, you know, this is like oh, this is great. Like 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 we can just sort of you know sit back a little bit and just kind of like chill out. You know, uh, I know people who are like reading more books now than they've read like in their entire lives because they've actually got the time now on your point about reading books i know um, my partner went went berserk at me at the start of lockdown but i thought i, I ordered a, a box of books probably had about 20 in there and I, I read them all and she didn't see my face for for nearly two months so uh, yeah <laughs> uh, you're yeah. expanding your horizons though so it's all good don't worry about it very true very true and uh yeah it's, it's i think it's 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 got obviously it's downsides but then you know you can turn anything into a positive and 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 Personally, I, I found that, that reading was, was an escape in the first couple of months, but then obviously you have to broaden your horizons once again and, and start looking outside. Um, yeah, you got to knuckle under sometime, absolutely, yeah. But it's <laughs> nice to be able to have that little bit of time to, you know, be able to, you know, uh, have like a bit of a release, I guess, you know, like it's it's uh, the, the, the lack of like um, an established normality, I think has been nice for people to kind of reset a little bit and really like, look at uh themselves and their lives and everything else in the grand scheme of things like more objectively and kind of be like well hang on a minute do i really want that and some people do and that, that that's 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 fine but for the people it's kind of like yeah i might, I might try something a little bit different now like i know at the start of the, uh, the of all this uh, it, it was great for my dad because you know like he was able to just be like all right great i'm, I'm, I'm just going to devote full time to uh, uh, to my garden now and the whole thing like this summer never looked better <laughs> you know, and we all we 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 all we all tackled it in different ways, and meanwhile, there's me who's just like tapping away. So I know I I went uh, and saw saw my family for for a couple of weeks, and my mum's garden is is looking phenomenal. I think that's where all of the effort went uh, for for her yeah. summer as well. I guess uh, I guess for me it was it was a bit of a realization that the the road that we were all on had you know strong links to the Truman Show and seeing that. There is a different way of life and, and a different balance that you can strike from working at home, and yeah, it's been it's been a, an exploration for everyone, I guess, in terms of what do we actually need and, and you know how, how can we live slightly different and maybe better. Without a doubt, without a doubt, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think can only be a good thing. You know, it's like like it's made people kind of uh, you know uh, approach the way that they might live just a little bit differently. We got very off kilter there for a second. <laughs> so it's it's like. <laughs> Got into, got into some got into some philosophical stuff there for a minute. These things happen. These things happen. So I guess uh, we'll we'll steer the conversation uh, 
back then. Uh, so you're, you've mentioned your dad a couple of times um, so far, and, and you know he, he works in, in a similar sort of vein in, in this sort of area, in a creative area as well. So I guess is this something you've been um, exposed to from a young age? Is that where this, this passion's come from? Oh, yeah, I was doomed from the minute I was born. It was like my 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 my, my father worked in the uh, in the Gaiety Theatre for years and years uh, as an electrician, uh, and then my mother was a um, an agent for heads of department in theatre as well. Uh, so they both kind of came from that sort of similar artistic sort of like working background, uh, and then of course my dad, like um, from from working in theatre, he went off and started doing like live shows and stuff like that. So from 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 the time I was born, I've always been surrounded by this kind of very open, creative kind of um, atmosphere that like uh, I was really kind of encouraged to go and do. Um, there was uh, from from when I was a kid, I uh, I originally wanted to be a paleontologist because who doesn't love dinosaurs? Um, but then I realized I wasn't good at maths. Uh, and I didn't like geography and I realized I'd have to be standing outside uh, in Utah under like the baking hot sun all day digging for bones that we might not find. And I kind of had to like reevaluate a little bit. And then I kind of like, I realized that I'd been writing stories like forever. Uh, I just hadn't put two and two together. And one day I just kind of realized, well, wait a minute, why don't I just like do that for a living? Like, like, like people do that, don't they? And uh, yeah, that, 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 that's, that started off the initial idea for maybe I should go and uh, do do film. Interesting. And um, yeah, I, I guess, I suppose your, your childhood dream is, is normally one that is, um, is is linked to something that's, that's probably not realistic. I know, you know, I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet, and you, you then quickly realize that you, you maybe don't have the the drive or, or you, you find something else that you, you prefer to put your energy and time into. So that's, yeah, that is. is Cool. Very interesting. And then um, I guess from there, we'll, I'd like to ask you kind of what, what you'd like to do over the next sort of five years. You've mentioned you've, you've kind of started to launch your own production company and you've got films in the pipeline. And I guess if you look a little bit further down the, the tracks, if you could, and, and kind of give us an idea of, of where you see yourself going. The, in an ideal world, I'd be able to make a sustainable living out of working in film. I mean, like this, this, is, this is an industry that can very, very quickly change. Uh, as we've seen with, uh, with quarantine, it's also an industry that can very easily stop. Um, there are still people who are making things through quarantine. I know, I know some people are like working on some, like, uh, some feature projects and some short projects and everything else. So ideally, what I... Uh, what I oh, uh, sorry, email going off there. In an ideal world, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be able to work full time making films, writing films, and just doing the general work on sets, uh, and be able to have that, you know, like fund my life and be able to, you know, like help me, you know, like have a house and uh, eat nice food every day. And that, the, yeah, yeah, that would be the uh, that uh, that would be the end goal. That's what that's 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 what I'm aiming for. Oh, and um, I guess we, we then kind of move into, if you don't mind, kind of what, what made you want to study um, film and television with, with Griffith College? Because I suppose that would have been a, a pivotal moment in this journey that you've kind of gone on so far. So, so what was the influence behind coming and studying at Griffith? Uh, I was checking who like uh, offered a film course and then like what those courses sort of entailed. Uh, I didn't, I remember going to Trinity 
and realizing that their film course was more academic based. You know, like you weren't going to study to make films, you were going to understand films. Uh, and that just, that just didn't really appeal to me uh, at all. I'd rather, I'd rather be like, you know, boots on the ground in there with everybody actually making it work rather than, you know, like being pretending that I'm, I give off the impression that I'm an intellectual. I'm really not. I just, I just, I, I just read a lot. So I'd rather, you know, be working with everybody rather than like, you know, being at a desk pretending that I know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, the, uh, I, I saw the Griffith uh, offered a, um, uh, a practical film course that there was like, you know, a studio that they had in there where they were able to make some things and that kind of, that, that immediately appealed to me. Uh, so from there, it was, uh, it was basically just like doing a bit more research about the place and like finding out what exactly was offered. Um, and I, uh, I liked the mix of um, practical work in the field with an understanding of how the medium of film and the, uh, the analysis, of, pardon me, the analysis of film really works. Uh, so that's kind of what goaded me then into uh, working with Griffith. Wow, very interesting. And uh, and then, I guess um, you know, from from there, whilst you were on course and and, and learning the the techniques and, and going out and filming and those sorts of things, um, your your experience of studying there was there anyone in particular that kind of guided you in in a, in a way towards um, more film uh, as opposed to television or anything along those sorts of lines? Hmm. I think it was a uh, it was a mix of being around. Um, like-minded people for really the first time that I can remember. Uh, and also, uh, you know, like I, I, I had some very good production lecturers who were, you know, like talking to us a lot about the way that the, uh, the, the, the beast of the film industry, like kind of, uh, kind of works and, um, you know, like all the cool things that can kind of come out of it, you know, like I, uh, I was able to like talk about things and ideas that I really wanted to talk about with, um, other people my age for the first time when I really started coming to college. Uh, so being around those people and them being motivated and all of them being passionate about what they wanted to do helped me by extension become passionate uh, and do what I wanted to do. So um, that, that was that was definitely just like a, like another reinforcement, I guess you could say, of wanting to go and do uh, film and make movies for, you know, millions of people. Um, yeah, lecture-wise, uh, 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 pretty much everybody who I had the pleasure of like learning from, uh, they were like supportive either way for us to, uh, uh, for whatever we wanted to do, whether we wanted to do film or whether, or whether we wanted to do TV. Uh, we 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 helped to sort of like get a lot out of a lot of the lessons to um, apply those practical skills to whatever we wanted to go into. Thank you very much. Very very interesting again, and uh, this I guess brings us to to kind of the the closing segue um I, I ask all my guests kind of three quick fire questions um so the first one would be the best piece of advice that you've ever received always do your prep <laughs> always do your prep always do your prep like if you if you if, if if you have a plan and you stick to it you will be fine and then from there the next piece of uh, advice that you would give to a recent graduate entering the job market I don't want to repeat myself, but I feel like I would just be repeating myself. <laughs> um, um, don't doubt yourself. 
don't, don't, don't like, like, don't second guess yourself. I know that I know that it can be very easy to do, but if you think that something will work, do it. You know, like that. The, the, there's um. You won't know unless you try. So, yeah, try it. Very good advice. And then finally, uh, how would you describe Griffith College in three words? Hmm. This one always stumps people. <laughs> I might need a minute. I'm, I, 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 I might need a minute for this one. Um, a different experience. In the sense that it was something that I, di I, I didn't know what I was getting into because I didn't know what college would be like. And when I was there, it was uh, uh, I kind of had just a, a lot of different things kind of happen between uh, personal relationship stuff and uh, educational stuff. And it was just something like very new rather than the norm of like primary, secondary school that I've been very used to. So it was the pleasant, but yeah, pleasant experience is, uh, is, what, I'd, is what I'd call it. Thank you. That was yeah, uh, an interesting answer. And um, thank you very much for, for giving up your time and, and for coming on and, and chatting to me. I think very interesting uh, kind of chat today. And um, yeah, hopefully the listeners have enjoyed our conversation. So thank you very much, Sam. Not a problem at all. Thank you very much.